told him you never know. Uh, we're at the bar. New house. New house. Wearing my favorite uh, t-shirt from my favorite whorehouse. Shout out Mustang Ranch. <laughs> it actually is a whorehouse. <laughs> this is getting uh, highly, highly questionable already. <laughs> we got a lot of great questions from the fans tonight. Quality control supervisor is what your shirt says. I love that. Oh, man. Where quality keeps them coming. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Emphasis on the coming. <laughs> Why'd you say coming like McLovin? Shout out McLovin. Yeah, it's from, uh, from Superbad. Uh, we just got back from Sedona. Beautiful place. Shot about three videos there. Fuck Sedona in the ass. But also, uh, Sedona kicked our ass a little bit right back. Mm -hmm. Very spiritual place. Yeah. A lot of uh, the energy vortex thing's pretty wild. Yeah, so yeah, we get there. There's uh, apparently four or five quote-unquote energy vortexes in Sedona, which I don't, I've never even heard of, but it sounds cool. Yeah. What does it mean exactly? So I don't, I don't even really know the technicalities, but there's something about male and feminine energy um, in regards to the, the axis of where it actually is on the map and like... Something along those lines. Someone, someone could fucking articulate it perfectly. I, I actually talked to somebody that I wasn't really completely invested in what they were saying at the time, but someone in Sedona was explaining it to Versace, and I was like, not necessarily dialed into what they're saying, but I believed it uh, immediately. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where Sedona is like probably one of the more beautiful places, but it. I want to say it's. Uh, where I'm looking for Native American uh, used to be a ton of Native American reservation. Um, just that's that's where they were settled for a long time. Mm -hmm. We're obviously like very spiritually inclined people, but I don't think it necessarily has. To, I think that's why they hunkered down there. I don't think it's that's the reasoning. It's more about where it is on the map um, and how for whatever reason there's these pockets of you know spiritual energy where you can go and like kind of reset and heal and. Who knows if it's hoopla or not, but it, I believe in that kind of shit. Now, when you were there, uh, you did a little meditating at the Energy Vortex at Bell Rock. Did you feel any different? Yeah. I mean, I had an amazing meditation. I wouldn't say it felt necessarily different. Mm -hmm. um, I did have a great meditation, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to, like, oversell it. I didn't feel any, like, magical thing, you know? <laughs> but I also didn't really... We kind of somehow fell into a very heavily work... It was heavily work-oriented while we were there. Um, I was kind of going to kind of heal and reset because we've been on the go so much. So I would actually, I'm definitely going to go up again in the next like four to six weeks, I would say. I want to take mushrooms, do psychedelics and like chill and like really do that. I really wanted to take mushrooms there. Yeah. So we, we, we just got kind of, it was just so scenic and obviously, you know, for you guys, I've, I've explained this before, but videos for us from an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, it's a really bad ROI, return on investment, um, when you're talking about personally out-of-pocket funding videos. And, you know, what would you say an a, a, you know, a very a quality video cost if you do it like the full, you know, the full setup with crew and... I'd say a, min a minimum full crew quality video, minimum, is like 20K. Yeah, minimum. 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 Like, you're talking like... A crew of like 10 to 15 people. And like and not much moving, not much going, not on. Much going on. One day shoot, not much going not on. Not much going on. And no one does that. Really, like I was going to say more around the 35 to yeah. 50 grand. Just, just to put it in perspective, uh, and, just, and I just know this just from like asking around and hearing from people, but like uh, the dude, um, Arizona Zervis, he had the, uh, yeah, yeah. the Roxanne, Roxanne record. Song. They said that that video costs upwards of like 300K. Yeah. And I watched it and like it's... By no means a bad video, it's a great video, but you watch it and you're like, this was $300,000? If I pulled Arizona to the side, because I know, <laughs> I know the kid, he used to, Arizona- No, I know him too. Yeah, he used to be, he's opened some of our shows. He used to be a huge, like a big supporter of mine. He opened like the Baltimore shows, Yeah, right? but I mean, he used to be front show at a bunch, front row at a bunch of my shows yeah. when there were like 200 person shows, you know? Yeah. And 
And uh, I don't know, it's weird. I should have him on the podcast. He was a patron of uh, John Kilmer Studios as well. Yeah, you shot a video for him. Yeah. He opened shows. Mm -hmm. um, and then he had a hit record. And he's, he's actually doing really well. Like, I think he's a great artist. Yeah. I remember hearing one of his freestyles way back in the day. Like, he was kind of doing the same thing I was doing. Like, just rapping to the camera about sports shit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, he, he, knows, he can rap, you know? So I'm not surprised at all. Um, Roxanne is an interesting... Interesting example because it's such a mega smash song and the song probably that song I'm pretty sure he made that song independently did the deal after the song did was the out. Did the deal with Columbia afterwards. They took the song to the moon. Yes. Extremely lucrative song just based off streams and playing on the radio. Song was everywhere. So interesting example might be a bit of an outlier example because like when you have a song that big it actually makes sense to do a video. To do a $300,000 video. Yeah, it does yeah. make sense. Um, but let me put it in perspective like these for the, like, they put 300000 into that video. I guarantee you they put at least three hundred, maybe 500000 behind the song. Just the marketing. Promotionally, mm -hmm. marketing, radio, Spotify, all that shit. It's all paid to play, you know? Like, the song has to be great. Yeah. And for it to have legs, the song was already incredibly catchy, you know? So no shade at him, and, and it's actually all good business. But if I were to say, hey, man, you know, you could, you could shoot this for fifty. A lot of a lot of the artists don't understand is like that's all recoupable from the label, you know. Mm -hmm. And again, an outlier example, probably a bad example because that song made so much, brought so much money in that it's worth it, you know. But my point is, from my perspective, I don't put any money behind my songs, right? So, right. So, if I were to spend forty grand on a video, number one, our YouTube's our smallest thing. It's ironic because we started in YouTube. That's how we got our start, mm -hmm. but halfway through my career or three four years into my career streaming the entire music industry changes goes from youtube to goes spotify from, goes and from, Apple. well all it was was youtube and itunes yeah all of a sudden spotify all the streaming the whole game changes YouTube, youtube visuals were the only way to stream music back then right yeah stream exactly stream and then you could buy not, not buy and listen just stream right and think about how crazy that is that's think crazy about how normalized streaming is that's why youtube is so important that's how then. fucking long we've been doing this because mm -hmm. For the first two, three years, like YouTube was our avenue. And that and that made a lot of sense from an entrepreneurial standpoint. You know what I mean? Like this is our avenue. This is where, you know. Let's back up even further. Think about back in a time when there was a rotation of videos on MTV. Oh yeah. All the way up until probably like the early two thousands. That was it. MTV was the Bible. And like, that was it. You shot a music video and videos were actually very important because you'd get huge. You get on TRL, you get cycled on MTV. Made tons of sense. Made tons of sense to spend a bunch of money on them. And they were spending way more money back then. I mean, I think the oh, most yes. expensive video back then was like a Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson collab video. They spent like $10 million budget. Yeah. And that was like unheard of. But it was Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. Right. And that was getting, you know, on MTV on the hour, right. every and hour. Reaching millions. For weeks. Reaching millions. Reaching millions. Being programmed to millions. Not people finding it. Yeah. Being programmed, which that's a big discrepancy. There's, there's pe Now we're in a day and age... Yes, there's some programming, but more or less, like people are finding what they want to find. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many ways of finding and hearing music that, like, so, so. Well, and to put it in perspective, you look at now the people who are spending the most on videos. Uh, I read an article about Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams video. That was like one of the first million dollar videos in a long time. Yeah. And you watch that one, there's like fucking safari animals and. Fucking Clint e Scott Eastwood is in it, uh, like co-starring, and it's like all this like crazy, yeah, like scenery shot over weeks of time, and yeah, like like, like a like a smaller so movie. So to put it know. in perspective, like the biggest videos 20, 30 years ago, ten million dollars. Now, you know, the biggest videos are like a million dollars. And another point, another point is like for huge artists who create our cash cows for the labels, that also makes sense for them to do big videos and right. spend money because these are the fucking. These are the cash cows. Like, right. you need to continue to create the highest level content that could reach as many people. You know, and now we're in the day and age of like looking for viral ability and shit. But these are people that you don't necessarily look at ROI and you're like, ooh, this video got streamed. You know, uh, let's let's say a crazy number like a billion times, right? Like yeah. some big videos. The ROI is still not gonna. It might not you know, add up, they might not make a million dollars on that billion streams of the video, but that cash cow artist is making so much money in all the other avenues of her business. Right. You know uh, what I mean? The term for that is brand equity. Yeah. So you're, yeah, 
brand equity means like, you know, th that what that video influence had on the people who watched it right. and the money that generated from that influence. Right. And right. Uh, that's, I mean, I think that's where we kind of struck gold over the years is the, the brand equity that stemmed from the visuals because it got people, got people to go to tour, it got people to get- And that's how I look at the podcast. Right. That's how I look at all the things we do. Mm -hmm. So it's the same idea. Yep. But back to my original point, for us, the return on investment for a video, when I look, I sit back and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is a streaming world we're living in. You know what I mean? This is where my money, my biggest avenues are my stream, my, my biggest following by far isn't on social media, it's on the streaming platforms. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, across Spotify and Apple, I have six million monthly listeners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not, and that's two, there's others, there's others. So it's probably closer to like eight million monthly listeners. Mm -hmm. Not followers, but listeners, you know? So yeah. that's where I, that's where, I'm, that's where my biggest revenue is as a businessman, but also that's where my focus is, making a bunch of great music that I can continue to build a catalog which, you know, zoom out now and it's, it's a multi-million dollar catalog, you know what I mean? But it's taken years. Yeah. But back to the video, I'm not putting any money behind those songs, right? So for me to make a $50,000 video and think about all the songs we have. Well, right? you're, you're the bank in this situation. I am the bank, You're right? the bank, which is rare. Which is very rare. Yeah. But yes and no, because the artist is still the bank. They're just not fronting the money. That's why these labels fucking own most of these artists because like like oh it's we'll a cough up the money we'll it's make, a loan which is you it's know, a loan it's the bank worst interest in any bank the would worst, ever give you the worst, worst interest rates yeah. any bank would ever give you hands down so i'm looking at all this shit i'm like well this i see through the hoopla of it all mm -hmm. also you know i know i'm not putting another fifty thousand behind the song so i'm looking at it objectively I'm like oh most of my listenership is on the streaming platforms why would i spend fifty thousand on a video that's only going to get you know, you know, might get a million views in a year or something, yeah. like something like that. Where I put the song out, it has a million in a month or, or less. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's where my actual income's coming from, the real money. The YouTube payout's the worst. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it and I'm just like, oh, I'm not gonna push this video to new people. I'm not pushing this, I'm not push, I'm not, you know, creating a campaign behind that video to spread it. Yeah. You know, so and I also don't give a fuck about videos. I'm looking at it as a consumer. I'm never I don't give a fuck. I'm fans of XYZ, Weekend, Drake, Future, all these guys. I don't give a fuck about their videos. Right. I like the songs, you know what I mean? Yep. And I granted, there are a lot of people that like videos, and that's cool. But another factor is like, you know me. You're, you'd be the first to attest to this. Like, I hate posing. I hate fucking saying, all right, everyone shut up. When the cameras, <laughs> everyone, you act this, and you do this, and yeah. just have girls, and do this, and money, and cars. Like, it has to be as I, authentic as possible. I mean, to the, I'm probably the most. Yeah. Like, I can't even, like, we had a video shoot the other day, and a bunch of people come over, and I was like, just fucking film it. Like, just film <laughs> we're fucking making food, and drinking, and there's girls, and you just end up chasing around bitches the whole time anyway. So it's like, <laughs> really, at the end of the day, like, for me, over the span of this time, it's just become so evident to me I'm just listening to myself too. Like we pick up videos. You said something just this weekend. This is how I've been thinking for a while. Our whole tone of videos is a vlog. Yeah. The music's very outdoorsy, right? It's like a travel vlog. It's a travel vlog. Yeah. And people are looking at our lifestyle like, yo, why are you guys, how are you guys doing this? One, most people are very jealous. Whenever I tell somebody, they're like, dude, I would love to do that. Like just live in a place for two months, pick yeah. up, move somewhere else. But it's fucking real. It's real. Yeah. It's real. And it's, it's also taxing. Yes, we're like in fucking mansions, right? Yeah. But it's taxing on your mind, body. Like when you don't have a home, you know what I mean? Like granted, we're doing it at a high level, you know? But when you don't have a home, it's taxing on your body and like you can't have a routine. Um, but I look at it as like, one, our life experience is so high. And two, like the, the podcast, the videos, right? I'm not spending any money on the videos. So this is a moving set. That is the money. Like, so me paying rent, this crazy premium rent I'm paying on these places. Mm -hmm. Those video expenses are in there. Right. They're in the rent. You yep. know what I'm saying? I'm not spending a fucking dollar on the video. But it's parlayed with your quality of life that you're giving yourself. Exactly. The parlay is there, the experiences, the inspiration, like the Sedona, that inspiration there, like I just wanted to fucking shoot videos. It wasn't even in the plan. I was just like, man, look at this place, you know? Mm -hmm. Have to fucking shoot a bunch of shit here. And uh, it's a really cool way of like, I mean, this is so specific to our situation, you know what I mean? The way, like this lifestyle is so catered to us and, yeah. and what we're doing, but it's been so amazing and it's been so rewarding. 
And I think the videos, I fucking love the videos now, you know? I'm having fun again. Probably just, yeah. I'm having fun again. Thank you, brother. I'm not gonna, thank you, sir. Um, I'm having fun again with the videos and like, I think it's a really cool vibe. And again, it's that vlog feeling like the fans are getting a behind the scenes of our lives, you know? And it's, they're seeing right into our lives and it, it's, it, it aligns with everything else we do. And no one else is really doing that no. approach. Especially now, I feel like it's fresh again. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's no musician doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, ending on the music video thing, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that um, Spotify is going to start implementing music videos as part of the, part of the stream. That's fire. Um, kind of similar to like if you watch Joe Rogan podcast on Spotify, you'll get the video. That's cool. Along with the, the audio. I don't think that would change my approach to the videos. I'm not saying that, but what I thought was interesting, and so I forget who told me this, but... They're saying like similar to how a producer or a songwriter or whatever will get points on a record, now a music video director may get points on a record because wow. it's part of the streaming process now, the visuals. Wow, I like that, that's dope. Um, so that's a new, that feels like a fresh new approach. And I think if Spotify does that, it's gonna be a whole rejuvenation of music videos. Which it would. I think we've lost for a little while. It would. Like you said, YouTube's not like our strongest thing anymore because there's all these other avenues. Yeah, but that's, that's for us. I think some people are getting amazing traction on their YouTube, but also they're- But you're, you're splitting it so many different ways now where you didn't have that 10 years ago. YouTube's a fucking ass raping. It's an ass raping. Ass raping all their, all their content creators. Which it's is why we're record. here. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, there's like the Logan Pauls and the Nelk boys, they do this premium. I don't see them, I don't, I don't really follow or know what the fuck they're doing, but mm -hmm. it's not like I see them promoting it or anything. I follow the Nelk boys. Nelk boys make their money on their merch, hands down. For sure. They make Amazing. a ton of money on merch. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're just, they're scaling in incredible fashion, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Logan and those, those guys are doing amazing too. Um, but my point is, that's why we're here doing a premium thing. It's because I'm looking at YouTube. I mean, and, and even the streaming or the podcast game and how you make money there. Like, for everyone watching, like, you have no idea how important this Bravo, Famigo, mm -hmm. this whole premium thing is. The only Steve's thing is extremely important to our business. It's a whole new revenue stream. We're going to grow this more and more and more. Get yeah. More and more active. It's cutting out the middleman and like it's really an interesting time to be a creator. And we're at the forefront of this in the music game. And um, podcasters have been doing it on what? Uh, on Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. So it's not that foreign to the podcast space. But for creators, I mean, let me just explain why this is so important. And I know it's, I know there's a negative stigma to monthly memberships because of things like OnlyFans. And that's what a lot of people will resonate with when they hear monthly membership. Right. And it's also a negative stigma to the consumer. You got like, you guys feel like, why are they charging us for content, et cetera? Like, I get it. But if you look at the numbers, which a lot of consumers don't know, um, I think on like Spotify and Apple, for instance, if you're a musician, to make minimum wage, you have to get, you have to get like a million streams a month. I think how hard it is to reach a million streams in general on any song. To, you have to get a million streams a month collectively to just make minimum wage. And what is minimum, what do you call a minimum wage? Like, monthly like wage? Three, three grand or something. Three grand a month maybe. Uh, a million streams is more than three grand, isn't it? But we're, like, you get taxed on it, like let's just, True. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like if you no, just, right. if you, cut, ballpark. you cut it out, $2,500, three grand, whatever. Right. You have to get about a million streams a month to just make minimum wage stream, which is insane. It is insane. It's insane to be expected. YouTube's about. far worse. YouTube's worse than that, exactly. So you think about it as a creator, uh, having to appeal to the masses and reach these huge numbers just to make minimal dollars, where if you just appeal to your top 10% of your fan base who really, really care about you, not casual fans, but people who really care about you, that will pay five bucks, 10 bucks a month. Think, think you only need 300, no, how many? To reach three to reach three thousand dollars a month, you need oh uh, ten. What is it? What are we charging? What, what are we charging? Five, what are we charging? Let's say ten. ten let's say ten dollars a month. Ten, ten bucks a month times three hundred people. You need three hundred. Yeah, you need three hundred subscribers. So if you have three hundred people, if you're a musician, you got like twenty five thousand or fifty thousand followers, say. Right? Yeah. But you have these three to five hundred people that like really fuck with you. And pay, with you. They will pay ten dollars a month for an exclusive experience with like. Yeah, you know, behind the scenes stuff, exclusive songs, right? Whatever, live streams. Yeah, to just three hundred to five hundred people. Yeah, then you're you're 
you that's all you need. You don't need a million. And you can people. make a living. You can make a real living. Exactly. You know, like and, and and even yeah. I mean, it's I, I even I think on a broader scale. That's why we got. I'm actually we're investors in the company that we're using as well. Mm -hmm. um, equity owners. Yes. Um, I'm a huge believer in like this is where commerce is going in general. So say you at home, you're an amazing mechanic. You can you can fuck a car up any which way and fix it. Um, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a business plan. There's there's an actual appeal or actual like it makes sense for you could be like you set up a camera, just like hey your engine's not working. You go through, you set up a fucking it's like a master class. A master class. It's that yeah. idea. But you know you have just let's just like even dumb it down. Like you have twenty people that will pay. You know. XYZ, like 20 people, you're gonna go out and fix a car anyway at your job. Say you work, you're a mechanic, privately or whatever, or not part of, privately. You can vlog that, make a, make a series, you put up one, one a week, and sell that in a marketplace. Like, or you sell access on a monthly subscription where you're showing how to fix a carburetor, you're showing how to change a tire. These are all things that people wanna know, yeah. you know? And if you're that good at it, right? Mm -hmm. You, like in the COVID era of like, this volatility and like losing your job, like places going out of business, you know, like you could fucking be at your house, like you can make money, you know what I mean? Just doing what you do, you know? Exactly. And this is where I see the future of commerce going. I, I don't know when exactly, but I know we're headed this well, direction. Well, it's, it's, it's happening in waves with different mediums. And it's, you know, this has already been, the monthly membership thing has already been a thing with, you've seen all the major networks going this way. Yeah. Uh, you know, like NBC, HBO, mm -hmm. Like all these major networks now have streaming, Disney, they all have their own streaming services yeah. now that you pay a monthly membership for. Used to be something you got as part of like a, a cable subscription. Now it's all streaming based and it's straight to consumer and it's, you know, whatever. They're making original content and whatever. Um, and then it happened with uh, sex workers. <laughs> yeah. Sex workers came, or music, sorry. Before the sex workers, music came along, Spotify, Apple things that you used to not have, uh, you know, now you pay a monthly membership for. Um, you used to buy music, you know, by batch, by... I mean, porn is actually like, when you say sex workers, it's kind of funny, because like, there's a lot of regular girls doing OnlyFans that like, wouldn't consider themselves sex workers, but they kind of are. Technical, I mean, technical. porn in general, like, yeah. a good example is porn. These girls got fucked over, and pun intended. Like, <laughs> they're, they got fucked over, like, one, they're abused in that space pretty heavily by this. I would liken it to like the way I look at like artists getting like the starving artist term where like the corporate world would fuck over the artists because they need money and like prey on them people, right? Yep. The sex workers, porn girls in general, very extreme. Like you can't even imagine how abusive that, that whole uh, industry is and like the tastemakers and the people that were running those industries were taking such advantage of these girls. Yeah. They're taking advantage of these girls, obviously physically, like making them do shit, but also not getting, not getting the proper pay. They become, they're bringing in tons of money. They for had to answer to people. Yeah, but they're bringing in tons of money for these, for the guys, you know, running the, like back in the traditional porn days before the OnlyFans. It's like an old school record deal. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how I'm likening it. And these girls end up, you know, broke after getting, you know, they're famous. There's millions and millions of people watching their, their you know, them have sex and do all this shit, right? Mm -hmm. And you think, those, like, if anyone should be getting paid, it's those girls. Like, they're, they're fucking putting it all on the line, you know? <laughs> There's, you really can't bounce back from, not bounce back. Taking a lot of dick. Yeah, taking a lot of dick. And, Yards of dick. And taking a, a lot of abuse. And you really can't go do anything else with your life. That's my point. Like, right. So, a lot of these girls, tons of girls commit suicide, tons of these, they end up homeless and, and uh, drug abusers from, you know, it's very, it's a hard, it's a hard game. Just watch the movie Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg. He went through the ringer too. And now look yeah. at, now to look at it. If only he had OnlyFans. Just flashing his hog around. Dirk Diggler could have just done it privately on his own terms. Exactly, and now you can do it from, in safety of your home, there's nobody telling you what to do, making you suck their dick so they can get, put you in this video or that show, do that. Most like, of them aren't even doing porn. No, they're not. They're just, they're a lot just, of them are just- They're just waving their titties around a little bit. They're just repurposing what they put on Instagram and get a little, you know, showing a little nipple and doing this and that. And they're making real money. Yeah. And it's, I, from, from on their day own one, terms. 
from day one, I, I was like, this is awesome for women. And it, it really is. Because, like, I, you know, I don't necessarily, like, I'm not attracted to it. I've never had, an, like, I've never looked at OnlyFans or anything. It's just not for me. I, I don't necessarily think it's the right play for your life, but I'm not judging at all. And I think it also is extreme. If you were going to be in that game anyway, it's an amazing thing. And now they're making fucking millions. You can do less. You can do it on your own terms and you can make more money. And they're making a ton of money. And they're, yeah. set, they're putting their shit out there and it's hard on your life. Like when time goes by, they'll look back and regret it probably or whatever. But at least now they could say, fuck, I survived. I made a bunch of money. I invested it. I'm a businesswoman now. You know, like they can look at themselves as businesswomen more, you know? Yeah. Uh, men and women are doing it, you know? So I think it's dope. This is the future. It's where it's going. No, 100%. Um, but yeah, just to add to the point, um, it, went to, it went to networks. It went to music. It went to, to females on OnlyFans. Now I think it's going to be coming to creators. And I think, yeah. it, I think uh, <clears throat> we're obviously one of the first people to do it, but I think... In a couple of years, it's going to be the norm. I think yeah. a lot of your favorite entertainers and musicians are going to have a multi-subscription type service. And it favors us, and that's why we're we're the we're really one of the we're the first musicians to do it. Yeah. I think some like Tiger, he's he's doing fine. Tiger's flashing his cock. Oh, he's fucking. He's fucking. He's fucking on there. Yeah. Um, but I want to say Tory Lanez had an OnlyFans where he was doing music stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Khaled and certain people were doing it. Yep. We just we just I'm proud of the way we did it you know like we partnered with somebody early and and for for somebody like us this is my last thing I'll say on this is just like this kind of gets back to like this rewards the creators who are really actually creating an identity Mm -hmm. there's a ton of artists and especially in the music game in particular it's mandatory for, for you to be successful on this model this premium model for you to be successful, you need to have fans that really care. Yep. And I think that's what we've done, you know? So it's rewarding for us. It will be rewarding. It already is extremely rewarding for us. You mm-hmm. know? And it's, it's helped our lives a ton, you know, lucrative for us. And, uh, you know, being somebody who funds all this shit out of pocket and our travel and all this stuff, it's, yeah, it's a huge piece. So cheers to you guys. I think it's going to change the whole perception of wanting to be famous too. Mm-hmm. You think about... In the music industry, anyways, people of fame—they don't. It's not always um, synonymous with uh, being lucrative. No, no, you're you right. Know? Like you can be really, really famous and really not have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you're pretty much getting the the worst end of. Yo, you guys would be shocked. Like, you'd be shocked just from your perception of being a consumer and like just like oh they're famous there's some household names of people who just don't make real money they man. don't make real money and like they'll come to our crib and be like what the <laughs> fuck you know what i mean and yeah. they're way more famous than me they're on the radio all this shit. so you're like, getting bothered for being famous you can't go out in public but you're not even making the money to back it up where if you go vice versa now which i think where it's going to trend people aren't going to want to be famous anymore they're just going to want to cater to the top 10 percent of people that really care about them they're diehard fans and they're going to make even more money that way so you're going to have to live your life and you're going to have to we'll make more a, money. We'll put it real, real fucking straightforward for anybody. Don't be, con- don't be confused or like, I guess a better word is like the tricked by the charade of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everyone wants to be famous until they become famous. Jim Carrey said that. Seriously, he said, I hope though. everyone becomes famous so they can see that there's more to life than that. Right. It's not only more, there's not only more to life. I'm going, I'm one-upping Jim on this one. Like, once you become famous, you don't want to be famous anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you don't realize that right away, you'll realize it later. I'm proud of myself and, and us for always. I kind of realized that very quickly. And I've never, I'm, every business decision I've ever made has been with that in mind. What a record deal does, they prey on starving artists and they say, we'll make you famous. Hmm. And every, to every kid who's not famous and just wants attention, they want people to recognize their art. And they want to be the glitz and the glamour and be the celebrity because they haven't experienced it yet. That, that makes sense. And it, may, it does make sense. Like guys like Post, you know, or the real motherfuckers that really pop the fuck off. You can monetize your fame extremely well when you get to that level. Like Post will get a fucking X, Y, like a... But they would Dorito commercial and make like... Millions, millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, like for real, yeah. you know? So 
at that scale, it makes sense, but at what cost? You lose your freedom? Right. Because that's what fame is. Mm -hmm. You lose your freedom. Mm -hmm. I want my freedom. I want to walk down the beach, the middle of the beach with Brielle, you know, and, and not, not, not that a fan comes up and says what's up, bothers me. No, but you get hassled. But imagine getting, like, surrounded. You know what I mean? Surrounded by people. Here's the difference, though. When people come up to you now, they're people that have known you for like eight years. Yeah. People that go up to people like Post Malone, they just know who he is. Yeah, they know. Oh, man. Yeah. They don't know fucking anything about him. Yeah. yeah. They probably know like two or three songs, but he's so recognizable. Mm -hmm. And like people have their own egos. They want to take pictures with someone who's famous. And that's all it is. That's all they care about. That's and that's why it, it feels so shitty to the famous person. It's signaling. It's like, look at me. I, you know, like, yeah. I never. It's, I, I, it's I, very ego driven. I'll spend time, like, we ran into fans in Austin, walking down the street. I've seen these guys. They've been reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. We bump into them. I spent the entire day. They slept in my house that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great guys. Because they didn't ask for pictures. They're content creators, too. They didn't ask for pictures. Mm -hmm. They were ex excited for the experience. And like I knew they were fans. They knew they were real fans. That's another ad very advantageous to the way I approached it. When people come out to me, I know they're fans. I'm not force-fed down anyone's throat. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Except your girl. Um, but I'm not force fed. Like, if you know Mike or Mike Stud or you knew Mike or you know Mike now, yeah. nobody's, you no, like, you went and found it. You, whatever, you stumbled upon it, you became a fan. Like, if you recognize me in the street, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's organic where with posts, like, everyone, yeah. you know, like, it's just everyone. It's just everyone. So, like, I have this special connection with somebody who comes up to me because I, I know they, like, they know me, they've paid attention, you know? Like, I'm not all over the fucking billboards and TV and commercial and radio, you know? Yeah. Like, you're an actual fan if you recognize me on the street, you know? And I had two fans stand at our house in Austin, and two guys. Spent all fucking night with them, took them around the bars. Mm -hmm. They saw, they couldn't have had them more back, like, they literally couldn't have seen them more behind the scenes. And to, to that point, it's just like, I get turned off a little bit if they're like, oh, let me get a picture right away. You know what I mean? I'll do it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. But I'm not going to hang out with them like right. as much, you know, or like if you're there for the experience and it's human, like yeah. a human feeling like, mm -hmm. oh, we're, you know, we're just having a great time. That's what I'm with, you know? I know. It's just people are so ego driven with wanting to be, look cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the type of shit that turns me and off. It turns me off too. Dude, uh, it, when I was watching the, uh, and we don't have to get into this, but just specifically when I was watching the, the boxing match, the Jake Paul boxing yeah. match, whatever, uh, I, I forget who's, you know, like when they walk out, they have a whole crew of people. Uh, I forget who is walking out as one of the two. And like one of the guys in the crew is walking out. Like it's a cool experience to walk out to the fight, 16,000 people. Like, especially if you're not one of the main guys, you're just kind of one of the background guys and you're walking out to the ring with the fighter. Mm -hmm. Like half of them were, are with their phones and they're just like, they're like filming everything instead of just like enjoying the experience. I mean, you see that with anything. You see people- It's a fucking Black Mirror episode, Not enjoying right? the experience. They just, they have to film it. Bartender, you're gonna film me up? <laughs> they have to film it because they have to put it online and they have to like get the satisfaction of people seeing that they're doing something cool. And it, it dude, it drives me nuts. Whenever, it drives me nuts. Whenever too. like, I always like, I, I know, I always say this, I'm like, what if you just like did something amazing and you just didn't tell anyone about it? Like, that. Can you, it's so <laughs> fucked up. It's so fucked up what it's done to us. Yeah, like you know? go somewhere amazing, don't tell anyone about it. Uh, succeed at something, don't tell anyone about it. I literally did it in Sedona. Two times in Sedona, yeah. I was taking a, I took a picture and video, and it's, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with creating a memory for yourself. Oh yeah. For, to be fair, I do this all the time, yeah. but, but I catch myself doing it yeah, and yeah. I think about it. And, and also, we our whole life is, we're living the life we're living because we're content creators. We're content creators, yeah. I'm just saying, like, challenge yourself in the moment to be like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with posting shit on Instagram. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not demonizing the entire thing. Yeah. It's just like, what are the reasons why you're doing it? And can you do something Challenge yourself to go do something, experience something, and just be totally there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because back in the day, this was life. You know, people, the, people were living life. And like, when you go on vacation, you go see an amazing show, or you go, you know, you're on an amazing beach, and you have an amazing view. Or like, you're on a great, it was for you. You're in a great car ride. It was for you. Yeah. It wasn't for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So at, challenge yourself to make sure it's for you still. Yeah. You know, and it's not for anyone else. Yeah. I had to deal with the same thing with sex. It's like, John, stop filming it. Just enjoy the moment. Yeah, you're a big sex tape guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. 
I get it. No, it's I'm a rarity in this. Everyone has their everyone loves sex tapes. Like everyone has their fetishes. However, people make sex tapes. However random, however weird, everyone has their own fetishes. Yeah. I think it's part of why I am who I am. You know, what I mean, in regards to certain things, like I really do think before I was spiritual or even talked about like the present moment and things like that. Like I was never, I would never see anyone. Didn't matter who it was. When I started getting famous, I'd be around. I would never cross my mind ever to take a picture of somebody ever. Not saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying like I'm kind of in the moment for the experience, mm-hmm. innately. And then once I started getting spiritual and reading and listening to teachers and all this stuff, I'm like, I connected with it so much because I think it was already kind of in me. Like I'm, I've never once crossed my mind be like I should film this. This I'm fucking this hot girl. I should film this. You know, like <laughs> ever. Because yeah. I'm just like in the moment. I really always felt like I was right there in the moment. To be fair. Just again to play devil's advocate. <laughs> if you have it against the back wall in a tripod, you're not really paying attention to it. True. You line up your shot and then you get in That's there valid. and then you live in the moment. That's valid. So you're filming yourself living in the moment. Valid. The POV stuff, not really my and cup it's a of great, tea. It's a, great, it's a great thing to go back and, and relive it. POV's great. fucking amateur. And you, you're shooting it like professionally as well. <laughs> 4K. It's like high quality. Like, <laughs> yeah. You better keep that hard drive fucking close. Make sure you never lose that guy. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Somebody, everyone at home is like, anyone who's a hacker is listening. Is like, I know. The Taliban already has it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And all of our weapons. The Taliban's already selling it for 10 bucks a month. <laughs> they're, 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 they're on the premium wave, the Taliban. Oh, man. Premium well, content. Hi, John Kilmer here. I'm so confident that you're going to love these products that I'm not even going to bother getting out of bed. First up, we got the one and only Liquid IV. Let me grab it right here. Liquid IV, the hydration motherfucking multiplier. You're probably, it's a broken record, guys. I know, you're probably sick. If you've been a fan, you've been a Steve for a long time, you've been listening to the podcast for a while, going over a year now, just raving about Liquid IV. Uh, Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier, which means if you get one of these little packets here and you throw it into a bottle of water, it's the equal hydration of two to three bottles of water. We take supplements for everything these days, but we fail to recognize how important hydration is. So say it with me here. Hydration is important. All right. (laughs) Um, We love it. It comes in awesome flavors. This one's passion fruit. They got lemon, lime, apple pie, guava, you name it. Um, It's great if you're active, if you like to work out. Uh, It's great if you're hungover. Uh, Labor Day weekend was last weekend. We got our asses pounded, but... Liquid IV was there to save the day. So we have a tremendous offer for you today. If you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code YNK at checkout, you're going to get 25% off your entire order. Uh, But also you can go to Costco. If you're a Costco person, um, you can buy it in bulk there as well. Or you can go to liquidiv.com, use promo code YNK and get 25% off your entire order. Don't forget to tell them Steve sent you. So you started your own online store. You're doing what you love selling products people want. Whether it be paper mache dildos, or maybe a bidet made of pine cones. But the orders are coming in fast. A lot of people want paper mache dildos. And and bidets made of pine cones. Ooh, that sounds like it hurts. Uh, There's only one way to organize all your orders. And you're you're talking to someone who uses it for all of our merch. Uh, Whether it be Stevenson Ranch or Chug Buds or... You name it. Uh, we use ShipStation. ShipStation is uh, a great way to import orders from any sales channel. You can ship with any carrier using uh, the deeply discounted rates. That's one of the really great things about ShipStation is not only is it easy uh, and keeps you organized. I mean, you just it organizes all your orders. You press a button and it ships the shipping labels out instantly. But you're getting the best shipping rates. And that's on anything. UPS, USPS, FedEx whatever. You're getting the same uh, discounts that Fortune 500 companies use, but you're not paying anything extra for that. You're just getting it because ShipStation kicks ass. <laughs> we have a great offer for you now. Uh, you're going to ship more in less time now. Just use our offer code YNK to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com, click the little microphone at the top of the page, and type in YNK. That's ShipStation.com. Offer code YNK, make ship happen. But more importantly, tell them Steve sent you. We had all these questions from fans that we never, we should probably get the one. Let's do one. (laughs) 
We'll do one. I don't even know what, which one will segue. It won't segue. It doesn't matter. Never, ne we never segue properly. We just went right into sex tapes, and now there's no segue. Um, <laughs> don't matter. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of ego, uh, here's one about self-esteem. Mm -hmm. They said, sometimes I struggle with really bad self-esteem issues. I look in the mirror sometimes and hate what I see. Is there any way to combat this? Really love that, the album and bump the podcast 24-7. Y'all are dope. All right, so I'll give you something right now that, that changed my perspective completely on self-esteem. Same. I'm probably, probably going to say the same. No, no way. Okay. Um, I was watching a documentary on ayahuasca and DMT because I'm going to do it at some point. And I'm, I'll know when I'm supposed to do it, but I want to learn about it and see it. You know, They literally like show these people going through this. and It's pretty gnarly. And this girl is extremely suicidal, had zero self-esteem, thought she was worthless, like doesn't really have anyone close to her anymore in her life, mm -hmm. just feels lonely. And I think lonely's biggest, loneliness is probably the hardest thing for humans to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, and she was on ayahuasca and she had gone through like the hard parts, of, like there's a lot of purging and vomiting and like these are, that's actually very, a big part of it, the symbolism, but also the toxins, whatever is in the ayahuasca. It's like a drink, and then you throw up for, you could throw, be throwing up for like six, seven hours, you know, which doesn't sound awesome. But she's out after it. She's in like the courtyard area, and for whatever reason, she's fixated on this bug on the ground. And there's other, she's out there with a few other people who are on the retreat with her, and she starts to realize, like, she's watching it, and, like, the guy, you know, I don't know what kind of bug it was, but it wasn't, like, a tiny ant or anything. It was, like, a sizable bug. She was, she was watching it, and the guy she's talking to almost stepped on it a few times. She's, like, you know, like, she's, she's, she wouldn't even, she said, like, oh, I'm not, like, a huge animal person or anything before this. Like, I've never once cared about killing a spider or anything mm -hmm. like before. Yeah, but for whatever reason, this was her teaching, and this is what ayahuasca and these types of things do. Like they give you a symbolic teaching. Life will give you it, you know. And, and I'm a huge believer in it. And she's like, she's fucking hysterically crying. Like you could tell how real it was for her. She realized she's, she's like, oh, watch out, you know. He almost stepped on it a few times, and in that moment, she realized she cared more about that spider than herself. Mm -hmm. And it taught her that she has a huge capability of compassion. She has it in her. Like, in her being, she can really care for somebody. And it, in that moment, she realized that she, she cared more about an insect that she just became acquainted with 10 seconds previous, more than herself. And it was that teaching moment. She's like, I, I need... I need to be compassionate for myself. You know, I need to, mm -hmm. I need to look out for myself. I, I, I matter, you know, like just as much as that spider mattered or whatever it was. Yep. And as for me, I mean, I have, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed with a lot of things, you know, but I've, I've never really, I've always had self-esteem. And you could say that's luck because I have reasons to be, I was always good at sports, you know, mm -hmm. I had a good family who instilled, these are all luck me like I had a family that taught me that self-esteem and believe in yourself you know yeah and that was extremely telling and I thought that's I think there's a lot of people that really do that to themselves you know they, they really they forget that they matter I mean me and Johnny have talked about this like the self-talk mm -hmm. idea right mm -hmm. that voice in your head if you like so for anyone listening who has self-esteem issues, like whoever asked this question, they, they have someone probably, not, you know, 95% of them have people in their lives that they fucking love, they would do anything for. Like a mom, a sister, a niece, a yeah. daughter, whatever. I think you're going to go ahead and uh, talk about like, uh, what Jay Shetty said, and think like a monk. He's like, would you think, would, the way you think about yourself and say, like, say things about yourself, would you say that to a person you love? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Me and Johnny had this conversation about a lie. Right. It's just like, if, if you, you have to learn how to, like, you have, tap into that capability you have. You'd fucking jump in front of a train. I'd jump in front of a fucking bullet for a Brielle. Yeah. In a second. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you have that capability, 
then you can do that for yourself. Yeah. It's just about realizing it that like, you know, we're, we're the hardest that like, that's a common saying like, oh, you're your hardest critic, you know? Yeah. And that comes from the, like you kind of forget, you, you forget yourself, you know, like you forget you matter. Like you're, you're here in this, you're here for a reason and people kind of, the, all the troubles of life and the struggles and like there's tons of people that have such a hard rap and I, and, and that's one thing in life I don't necessarily understand like you know the six-year-old girl that gets cancer or some shit like I, I don't I can't make sense of that you know mm -hmm. all I know is I don't look I just don't look at I make sense of it by saying like I don't look at life that this life is just one tiny little piece of our human minds can't comprehend how many times we live this life or how many galaxies and Right. How many dimensions there are and how many times, like, this is just one little blip, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, that six-year-old who dies, that doesn't make any fucking sense to us, our human minds. We can't, mm -hmm. we can't fathom why that happens because this is all we know. Oh, you died, just go dark and that's it? No, you know, I, I don't believe in that. So back to the self-esteem thing, it's, it's a perspective shift on, like, realizing that life is a gift as hard as it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then remember that like you're here for you don't have to know the reason you're here to exist you're here to live you're here to live and experience whatever you're here to experience you know yeah. and understanding that like you have the capability to love yourself because you love others you know yeah. and and if you you know I, I think that's at least a good starting point to realize that you can you know and I'll, I'll end on this it's just like it's kind of the idea we talk about meditation you realize you're not your thoughts and you're not your feelings. Mm -hmm. You're actually, you're actually the person viewing, you're the consciousness viewing those thoughts and those emotions. You're experiencing those, but they're not you. Exactly. So when you realize that you're an actual being behind there, that's actually who you are. Yep. You're not those things. Mm -hmm. You're not even your outside experience. You're not, I don't really even, like truly, I. I this is new for, to me in the last few years, but I've learned, you know, it's a lot of the shit I read. I've learned to understand and feel that I'm the consciousness behind this. This is my human shell, you know, like we're mm -hmm. spiritual beings living a human experience. We're not humans living a spiritual experience. We're actually, you know what I mean? So that's how I view it. And I think that may help somebody who has no self-esteem, just like, you're a focal, you're here for a reason, you're a focal, in your universe, you are the master, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I could go on and on about this forever. Well, but. I wanted to even get down on like an even more basic level of just perception in general of yourself. Um, when you, it's talk, they talk about it in The Power of Now, they talk about it in The Four Agreements, and it's, you know, everyone is living their own personal dream. Right. In their own heads, they're living their own personal dream and they're thinking about mainly just themselves and the way they're experiencing things. Mm -hmm. And no one, and like you just said, everyone's their own harshest critic. One thing that you might be hypercritical of of yourself, I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of everyone doesn't even notice. Mm -hmm. Guarantee. Because they're all, they're all doing they're, the same thing to themselves. Because they're all consumed in their own flaws and their own, thing, their their own, own things. Problems. That, that their own problems. Their own shit that they're hypercritical about. So when you look in the mirror, and I'm sure like for most people, it's, uh, it's vanity and it's, they look at something physical that they don't like about themselves, most cases. Yeah. When they look, because this person said they look in the mirror, they don't really like, right. so like there's a good chance it's from a vanity standpoint. Um, there are so many things that we are hypercritical about of ourselves, whether it be like, I don't know, like. Whether they're slightly overweight or whether like their eyebrows are weird or their hair's not growing right or they're going bald like in this tiny little area in the back of their head. I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of people that see you or talk to you or people that are closest to you don't even notice. Right. Don't even give a fuck and aren't even judging you even closely based on, right. on that. And it's consuming your mind and you can't even look at yourself in the mirror without thinking about it. There's also another aspect of this like that's not physical and it's just like, you're you're in there, especially if you're not on this wave and not not like even looking at your thoughts and emotions. Yeah, you're in there like punishing yourself twenty four seven. It's programming yourself to hate yourself. You know, say four years ago you made some bad mistakes or something. You mistreated somebody you loved. Mm -hmm. Eckhart and the Power Now talks about this all the time. 
you punish yourself. Oh, actually, it's the untethered soul. They talk about punish, living in the past and punishing yourself. Like, if, if your niece, if your kid fucks up, you, you reprimand them, and then you go on and continue, you, you try to correct it, and then you go on and, and, and continue to love them. Mm-hmm. We'll punish ourselves 8,000 times over. Yeah. Again and again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Daily, we'll punish yourself for something you did way back. And, and that will cause a lot of discontent. And we don't, like, uh, you know, we talk about programming and the power of uh, the law of attraction. You're, punish- you're attracting discontent for yourself by living in those, those bad moments and reliving them and reliving them. Your mind is a computer. It doesn't, it can't, like, there's no discrepancy of, like, is it happening now or did it happen in the past? If you keep putting yourself in that emotion, it's happening again. Yep. It's happening again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And then it's attracting that. It's looking for problems. You're, you're, never in a, you're never present. You're always thinking about it in the past. You're not able to move forward. And you're in this cycle, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a very fully loaded response. But <laughs> I think all that's extremely valuable, really. Like, I agree. This is what, this is what I, like today, I was, it's, you made a phenomenal omelet today. <laughs> Um, Thank you. <laughs> you and Blue are just fucking off, not paying attention. I'm listening to Abraham Hicks. Uh, Abraham, Abraham Hicks is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredible. I would, I would recommend everyone who wants to grow, and I think everyone should want to grow, um, should listen to her. I was listening to a monologue today about the power of now, and I'm fucking, and I'm really good with self-esteem, and I'm, th- I'm literally like, ah. Oh. Like, it's striking me how, you know, I have, a, I have a back issue. That's probably really my main, my main problem in my life right now. It's like, yeah. my body doesn't feel great. And, I'm, and I, I kind of punish myself for not doing the upkeep and not being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Proactive in the healing process and doing what I should do. I get distracted. I have a lot of business stuff going on and music and... I, I, there's no excuse for me to not stretch and not do the physical therapy every day, but four or five days will go by and I don't. And my body hurts and I, I'll blame myself. Well, we were, we were talking about this uh, the other day and like when you really focus on um, healing and self-improvement and health, eating right, exercising, it's draining. It feels like a job. It's draining. Yeah. And most people don't have the luxury that we have of being able to focus two, three hours a day yeah. on yourself because it's hard. You know, a lot of people work eight hours a day and just to get to the gym for an hour a day before or after work is a is a challenge. And that's why a lot of this shit, a lot of this shit sounds kind of hippie or like crazy, like to, to where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Like no one's even thinking about this on a higher frequency. They're just like, dude, I'm trying to fucking get through my job, <laughs> get home, pick my kids up, yeah. have a decent meal, watch a show, and fucking wake up and do it all over again. Yeah. And I used to subscribe to that and understand that. I was surrounded by that. We have the luxury of, we're thinking men. Yeah. We have a lot of time to think, you know, like. Let's take vanity out of the equation. And when you look in the mirror, being able to think to yourself, am I or am I not proud of this person? Mm. And I think that's beyond vanity. It's just about. Um, I think everyone has the time to do that. Everyone's doing No, of course. Not, I'm not talking about whether you have time or not. It's, it's uh, when you talk about self-esteem, and I, I was focusing on vanity, but I think it's also about having pride in yourself. And I think that comes down to, are you doing are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Or are you doing, um, are you not like living out your, like the alchemist, are you not living out your personal legend? Mm-hmm. Or are you just doing like what you, Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that, that, and I think about this all the time too. And like, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like I'll, you know, we'll have a rough weekend, two or three day bender and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't really like the person I'm looking at right now. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not too proud of this person that, right that, now. That's part of the human experience. But, you know, on a much deeper level, like, there are some people who are, like, taking jobs that they don't really want, but they're just doing it for the money. And, yeah. like, it causes unhappiness. And then when they look in the mirror, it's like, well, I'm not really proud of this person because I'm not doing what I'm really, what I really want to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really fulfilling my passions or I haven't found my passion yet. Um, and I think that's a really huge part of it as well. Yeah, there's so much. We'll, we'll continue this dialogue forever, which mm-hmm. this is the overall gist of our dialogue. Yeah. It's just like, look. Alan Watts is like my main guy too, another guy you guys should get familiar with, one of the best teachers of all time. And, and he, I listened yesterday, I was signing a bunch of posters and I'm fucking just listening to shit to, to help me not go crazy because I signed like 10,000 posters. Mm-hmm. 
And he's just talking about, and, and he's saying this in the 70s. Yeah. Before all this shit and before you can see everyone, what they have, flashing all their highlights, the money, the cars, or mm -hmm. my life, look at my girlfriend, look at my kids, look at my house, look at, look at this vacation, you know? People who have success on this earth, there's a, there's a, a dichotomy, there's a, there's a huge discrepancy, and, and I think there's a lack of understanding of what really matters. It's not about money. We've been programmed since we were kids going to school when the bell rings, you gotta be here, you gotta mm -hmm. do this, you gotta turn this in. It's about fucking enjoying your time here. It really is. Yeah. Whatever that is, mm -hmm. you don't need shit. Like, yes, it's nice to have luxury homes. I mean, and, and you can look at us like, yeah, we're in nice places doing nice things, whatever. But that's not, that's not what I'm taking away from all this. What I'm taking away from all this is that I get to wake up every day. Me too. Excited. Me too. To start the day, exactly. and everything that's on my to-do list, I'm fucking psyched to do. Exactly. I mean, well, 99% of the stuff on my to-do list, I'm psyched to do. Yeah. And I have the freedom to do it or not do it. Right. And, uh, and, that's, and that's the challenge. That's what I think is the most noble thing of what we're doing Yeah. with this and with our platform is just like not telling you what to do, just asking you to think about your time on this planet. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you want to spend it? Is it about having money and, and having nice things? Like, that's why you don't see, have I ever worn jewelry or we drive a Jeep? Like, yeah. I don't, I wear the same clothes like over and over. I don't give a fuck. I wear my merch. Like, I'm wearing a shirt from a whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been wearing this outfit for three days, I think. Like, granted, I haven't gone anywhere, but like, my point is, there's the only, thing that I gauge, my success is gauged on how I feel. <clears throat> so do you need that job that you don't enjoy to get to the bonus so that you can take those two extra vacations so that you can impress the girl? Guess what, man? If you got to impress the girl with your job or your fucking vacation you could take her on, she's probably not the one. Yeah. So it's about zooming out of it and just being like, man, I have X amount of years. I don't know when it will end. Yeah. How do I want to feel when I wake up? You know, like yeah. find figure out what that is, and it, it could be disheartening to not know what that is. That's fine, but explore it. Yeah, and think and think about it and reflect. Reflect. And for me, it comes down to two things. It's um, a is it authentic to me? Every decision I make uh, is it authentic to me, or am I doing it for other people? Right. Every decision, every micro decision, macro decision, everything. Right. And then two. Um, Am I, am I being useful to others and am I, like the, the giving factor. Service. Service, giving, am I useful to other people? Yeah. That's like literally the only two things that are important to yeah. me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If I'm doing something that's out of character for me and I'm doing it for someone yeah, else. you've like, never done anything for the money, bro, like, since I've known you, though. You yeah, know what well, I mean? I'm, like, not even, I'm, I'm not even, trying, I'm saying, to, I'm I'm not even trying to gas myself no, up. No, I'm, I'm just saying what I believe in. And uh, from the beginning, that's, that's what it's been. Every decision. For me, when it really clicked for me is when it was like, you know, when I, when I wasn't embarrassed to hook up with fat girls. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I would, you know, like, no, you've always been all my best boys were around and like, you'd see me walk out with like a heftier girl and like, I would, I would not be embarrassed at all. It's like, You're yeah, I was like, I, I, was, I was attracted to him. I enjoyed I it. it. I literally don't care what you think. Yeah. You roast, roast, like roast me all you want. You're not gonna break through this iron curtain because I, I don't care because yeah. I enjoyed it. It's authentic to me. I did it. I don't care. There's so much freedom in that. That's what I'm saying. And and a lot of people like that they, they won't pursue something or they won't do something because they're worried about an outside opinion. And I think that's just gonna really tarnish the way you feel about yourself. Everything we're saying, everything. Yeah. It comes down to. Everything comes down to the present moment again. Yeah. Everything in the past doesn't matter anymore. Like the bad decision, you have to understand that you're supposed to make, everything that happened to you was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can't, can't come to grips with that. They can't, you know, you lost somebody, some, something bad happened. Yeah. That's part of, your, it's part of your human experience, your unique individual human experience. And then when you can understand that, it's like all we have is right now, whatever happened in the past doesn't matter anymore. It's made you who you are, you know? Yeah. And you can learn from it, no doubt. Yeah. But once you get in the right vibe presently, mm -hmm. that's where all the answers were. That's where all the answers are revealed. Yeah. All the answers to life, all the answers to what you're supposed to do, 
you know, other things that might, there's, anxiety is such a prevalent thing because, you know, people don't really know what the fuck they're, like, existential anxiety, like, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be enjoying yourself. You're supposed to be enjoying yourself. And I remind myself of that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, can I be doing more? You know, like, I've been programmed, we're programmed to be workers, you know? Mm-hmm. Can I be doing more? Am I making the most of my opportunities? Am I making the most of my gifts? And that's good. There's a balance there. You want to push yourself. Mm-hmm. But really, do you even need to push yourself? I mean, I got don't try tattoo. I say this all the time. I got a tattoo to my left. Because yeah. I want to look down. I'm just like, dude, I'm here to have a human experience. I'm here to enjoy myself, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And I've been successful, a lot more successful when I stopped trying to push myself too much. And I started looking around more and watching the sunset, spending time with my buddies, calling my mom. Yeah. You know, all those things. I, I think it stems from, uh, you know, when your decisions, are you doing it for you or are you doing it for other people? And it's unfortunate we live in a world today that's so hypercritical mm. and we feel the criticism because it's coming from so many different places, social media, you know, whatever. We're, like, we've never been criticized more than ever. If you make one slip up publicly, and, and uh, my example for this is, I, I forget, it was some journalist that was on Joe Rogan, and she was talking about how a lot of like, amazing journalists just won't, won't speak their minds and, and won't write something specifically because they don't want to get canceled, and they don't want to get the backlash on social media because they can't handle it. Yeah. So we're missing a lot of like, amazing viewpoints in this world mm-hmm. because people are just afraid because of the criticism. I, I, wanna, I agree with all that, right? But I, I don't, I do think that most people um, are, are, what's the word, uh, embellishing that. So I'll explain that. Like, the common person, no one gives a fuck. And I, and I mean that in a freeing, freeing way. That's, that's not to throw shade, like, oh, no one cares about you. It's like, dude, no one's looking at you and your viewpoint and been like... I'm talking more so like social media is the big factor Right, but here. like how do you fuck up on social media if you're a regular person? Yeah. That's 300 people in your town that follow you like, oh man, did you see uh, so-and-so was drunk on her story? It's or... more so about like life decisions. It's like, well, like life... Yeah, yeah, and, like and, your family and, judging you. Exactly. Like the people that really matter to you judging you, which again is very common. Like if I, if I quit this job and, and start pursuing this, yeah, yeah. what will my parents no, and best valid. friends think of me? If I like quit this job as get, getting a hundred grand a year to go pursue something that might not Here's make any money, what will like my family Here's think? Here's my answer to that. Your yeah. mom, your dad, your, even your wife. She's in bed with you. She's not, she's not in bed with you. She's there physically. When you lay, rest your head up at night and when you wake up, mm-hmm. it's you. Are you happy? Are you excited to wake up? Yeah. You know? And not to say you're going to, I don't feel excited to wake up every single day. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time I do because I think I'm leading with the right intentions. I'm, I'm, I'm in my... The word is dharma, seven spiritual laws. Like, yeah. it's your living your purpose. Are you doing something you're good at? And it's helping others. Is it serving others, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you enjoy doing it. Time doesn't exist when you do it. I'm in the studio, seven hours go by, I thought it was two. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to a girl I like. You know, everyone can probably relate to this. When you fall in love for the first time, you're yeah. in bliss. Yeah. Time doesn't exist. You could be in bed doing nothing. Yeah. And time doesn't exist. Find that. Search for that. I think that's your purpose in life, is searching for that feeling. And then when you find it, nourishing it, you know? And these are all things that this, we're throwing a ton at you. I mean, this is four or five years for me now, like almost, yeah, four years of like going down this path. And my, my passion for learning more about this and reminding myself, mm-hmm. again, I'm eating a fantastic John Kilmer omelet today. <laughs> and I'm just glued to the fucking TV watching this cartoon. It's yeah. animated. Abraham, Hink, Abraham Hicks' monologues are animated. It's a cartoon. I'm just like, she's saying, and I'm just like. Her name's Abraham? Yeah, it's, she's one of the most interesting women maybe of all time. Mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks, but her actual name is Esther. And she claims that she, she's tapped into another being, a higher version of herself, Abraham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, she'll come out as Esther, and then like, she'll snap into Abraham and like, She'd never, bro, she doesn't speak a false word. She, five hours long of people answering people's questions, she doesn't speak a false word. Yeah. At the highest level, highest frequency, like guiding people yeah. in an amazing way. Mm-hmm. My point is like, find the things that get you excited that you don't get, you're not embarrassed to do in front of your friends. You're not, the shit that you can just, you want to learn more about mm-hmm. and then do it and chase that. You know? Find your own fat girl. 
Yeah, find your own fat girl. And fuck her. Fuck her every night. <laughs> um, all right, well, wise teachings from a barstool prophet. For, and look, <laughs> uh, you know, if you guys are still listening, you're, you're true fans, um, and you're, you're wanting to, if you're still listening, you're, you're drawn to this. The same way I'm drawn to working on myself. We want, not that I get any, there's no ego behind us talking about that. I, I genuinely like, I just want more people to understand this, you know, and like, yeah. or at least feel it themselves and they can have a better life experience, you know, like, I think life is to be cherished and it makes the hard parts like very valuable. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, dude, my DMs from, since putting out the highs, the music's just like, a lot of people have opened up and just been like, man, this music's keeping me going, you know? That's, that's a really good feeling. Um, and you guys are spending your time wisely, and, and that five dollars instead of it's one less beer at the bar. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's uh, you guys are on the right path, and and there's no ego in me saying that. Like these are just things that you're talking to a guy who used to be a jock and didn't really have any any viewpoints on this or any perspective on this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't switch. You know, if I didn't make this transition. And I say that only to to pat you on the back and tell you to keep going down this path because it's a new lease on life. It's a whole new perspective. You can continue to reinvent yourself and reinvent your human experience. It might be really tough right now, but man, six months, 30 days is a habit. You create a habit, new pathways, 30 days of repeating something. Yep. So putting good content in front of yourself, digesting it, doing it whenever you can, you know? I'm not saying stop watching the Netflix show, totally. I'm not saying you can't go on Instagram and look at hot girls if you want. Mm -hmm. It's just like try to give yourself a healthy, steady diet of something that will uplift you and maybe help you think about something a little different, you know? Mm -hmm. I think we can be that for people. And uh, yeah, we, it's huge for us, this business, and you guys subscribing, but I really do think you have... I th some of you guys might see it this way, but in some time you'll be like, man, that was a really good decision to subscribe and like have, hear these conversations from people that you know aren't fucking weird hippies that like don't have any realistic view on life. You know? Yeah, and, and like a lot of these avenues and channels and uh, I don't know, people who talk about this, this isn't a lecture coming from us. This is just, uh, this is self-reflection on our own parts, being vocal about our own self-reflection because mm -hmm. we're figuring it out. Still. As well. That was today when I was watching that. We're not giving answers. We're just kind of... I was being moved by a law of attraction monologue this yeah. morning, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, there's no lecture in it, really isn't. It's just a verb, almost verbal diarrhea of <laughs> all the things that we're intaking, all the things we have had a very unique human experience, and I'm, I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. So why not share... So to the majority of people who don't get to experience what we've experienced, why not share our vantage point and help? That's what this is. Yep. Amen. Cheers. Thanks for subscribing. Shout out to the Mustang Ranch. A lot of good folks over there at the Mustang Ranch. <laughs> we'll see you next time.